13 minutes it is now before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, we take a look at the big stories in the world of business today. And uh, I guess on the back of that uh, special adjustment budget we saw yesterday, uh, markets continuing on the route that uh, we've seen for much of this week. And uh, we saw the markets in the red um, entirely yesterday. And uh, aside from uh, the slight recovery of the South African rand, uh, we certainly haven't seen much by way of uh, green when it comes to some of the tickers that we take a look at. And I'm joined now on the line by Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers. Makwe, who's that, my brother? Sweet, does it, my brother? Ah, sweet, sweet no small, brother. Can't complain. Makwe, uh, the other group of people that uh, certainly might not be complaining is uh, Mr. Price. Uh, they uh, saw a horrific month in the month of April, uh, sales down 90%. But um, I guess uh, it's given them an opportunity to try some of the e-commerce channels. And uh, they've also seen some recovery in the month of May and now in the month of June as well. That's good news. you know. And, and as you said, you know that was a bad month. But remember, when we look into a company, we look at a company going forward. Mm. So whatever happened in April happened. So what's important is how are they going to be able to recover? And like we said, even their online sales have picked up, even though that thing is just too early to start thinking that that will be the new way of shopping. But and given the LFM that they're catering for, I think they'll still want people to come through into their shops. And their guys are well are, are well positioned, you know. I mean, no matter how tough the economic conditions are, but you look at what they're catering for, definitely you can call their offering more of a necessity, you know, because it's still close as long as they're not at high prices as compared to maybe other shops which are selling at high prices. But the guys, they know that they are uncertain about the future. Hence, at some point, they are raised or announced that they will need to raise almost $3.3 billion. You know, uh, that's almost 10% of their market value to make sure that they have a very strong balance sheet, pay off debt, and mm. also try to acquire some of the stores. And we know now for a fact that it definitely check is not one of them. But yeah, the guys are thinking they are upbeat going forward because definitely their LSM is not just to that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's, a, it's an interesting one here because uh, a lot of the defensive strategies that you've spoken to uh, there, Mark, were to uh, strengthen that balance sheet have also... Uh, led them to opt not to pay a dividend. Um, and uh, this after uh, they saw some of the headline earnings per share declining 10.4%, hoping to save some cash here. Uh, but I guess the other question that a lot of people have in the market, are they hoping uh, to improve their cash buffers just in case they have to shop around for an acquisition? Definitely. Like they said, that uh, 3.3 or 3.6 billion will look at paying off debt, which is a good thing, you know, because definitely we know we've seen from most companies a lack of Aspen, that is not good, a lack of break. So it makes sense for them to pay off. And by the way, even me and you as consumers, we should be using this opportunity with low interest rates to pay off whatever debt we have, especially the ones that attract higher interest rates. And some of the money they will use to try to acquire some of the stocks. And I think they are making an informed decision because they should be knowing that there will be guys who will be forced to sell, stuff like that. Look what happened to the look, the one that is owned by Brace. You know, anyone can pick that shop for a song. But yeah, pay off debt and look to acquire. And truth be told, they did manage to get some competition, you know, from other companies coming from overseas. But 
unfortunately, those companies as well, they're struggling given that the European markets are not doing well. So whatever sense they have, they cannot just put it into the South African mm. market mm. to try to... Sure. So I think there is something going on there for them going okay. forward. And remember, also they don't offer much of credit because yeah, yeah. other guys are by credit. Okay. Let's pause there, Makwe, for a second. We'll come back on the other side of this. With the Medli-Ride Pharmacy inside your Checkers supermarket, you can save on your groceries and medical essentials in one quick shop. Get 10 airborne immune support effervescent tablets for only 56 rand 99 cents, only available at the dispensary. Now, prices are valid until the 5th of July at Medli-Ride Pharmacy, the pharmacy inside your nearest Checkers. Six minutes it is before 8 p.m. and we're joined by Makwe Masilela, who's Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers, to take a look at the big stories in the world of business on this Thursday. And uh, Makwe, I mean, let's talk just briefly about a uh, former state-owned company here and uh, I guess massive energy player uh, from here in South Africa, Sasol. Now, uh, uh, I guess it's part of uh, all of the burnt fingers from the Lake Charles project here, restructuring the operations uh, with a key focus, I guess, on the synthetic fuels business uh, alongside others. Uh, they also engaged in an asset disposal program. And, uh, Makwe, uh, the big question is, I guess, what is on sale here and um, who at this point would be interested in picking some of these things up? You know, the first one is the Lake Charles, as you said, you know, that project which had serious cost overruns. And fortunately for them, that beat us already. And they're looking to finalize that well be, uh, ahead of time. So that would be good for them, and that is critical because it will almost have help with almost half of their debt. And the most important thing here is the guys don't, might, might not even have to do the right issue because that's the last resort. So, so far, their attractive asset is usually charged. They seem to be serious leaders on those ones. And the net rest, they might be looking at that, that oil refinery. But they are likely to have people interested to pay at least at good value, whatever they're trying to sell. And anyway, the guys, other than that, are trying to restructure, looking at printing people, stuff like that, and to split themselves into just two entities, the chemicals and the, and the fuel ones. Mm-hmm. And and when you when you look at I guess some of the operations just across the world, uh, they've made it quite clear that they're going to keep their Mozambican uh, gas operations there in uh, the Pande Tamane province uh, of Mozambique. Uh, but there are also other places across the world where they they'll probably be disposing of some of the assets uh, that we've come to associate uh, with Sazol. Yeah, the likes of West Africa, we know that they can mm. return back. And it only makes sense, you know, we know gas is the future. Back home here, gas still has a lot of potential. It has not yet been tapped, seriously so. And to think that Mozambique, they've got a huge reserve when it comes to that. I think that was a wise decision that uh, assets like that, definitely they will keep them because they're going to help them to have sustainable energy going forward. Mm. And we've just been even people who've been up in arms with Standard Bank started are opposing Standard Bank, you know, to finance that pipeline of fossil fuel. So we know that environmentalists are also up in arms. So they have to make sure they get more and more cleaner energy. Mm-hmm. Let's shift our attention now to uh, Sun International. Now, uh, uh, certainly needs very little introduction. Everybody knows uh, uh, these guys. It seems now that there's a, a suitor from Chile uh, that might be interested uh, in the majority stake in this company. They've come through at uh, 22 rand per share, uh, which is uh, somewhat of a premium on where the share is trading now, around 17, uh, between 17 and 18 rand or so. What do you make of this offer? And I guess, uh, interestingly, Capital Value Partners uh, and Alan Gray here is the two big shareholders in Sun International, uh, uh, re- seeming seeming to be unfazed by this and uh, saying, I suga. 
even if you can put some of the money down, we, we couldn't be bothered. By all means, and it's well documented that them and other casino operators and hotel operators are in trouble, and they're also doing a capital raising with issues of almost 1.2 billion. But the thing is, they're not happy with the way guys approach them. They don't see that as a firm offer. They don't see that as even as a, a firm intention. And they still strongly believe that the true you are undervaluing the company. Mm. And who else is better positioned than an insider to know the exact value of the company? So if those biggest shareholders are saying this is not the right value, then I think they've got a point. And there's no way it will fly. Mm. Already you've got the bigger share, two big shareholders who are opposed to that. So I think even if they can revise the way they approach them, it will still go down to the question of price, that they have to up the price. Mm. Mm. Last one here, Marco, before I let you go. Uh, what's happening at SAA? It seems uh, the Department of Public Enterprises here trying to sell uh, these severance packages to uh, some of the trade unions and uh, saying, look, if you, you miss this particular boat, uh, there might not be one docking at the harbor anytime soon. Yeah, you know, it's a very interesting one, you know, and that's saying, you know what, given the current circumstances, you guys are getting a better deal, you know. But I'm not sure whether I'm still raising everything given the current circumstances because we don't expect these circumstances to be with us forever. So I think they should get a better way because if the guys can approve as they have postponed their meeting to, I think, the 14th or so of July for creditors to approve that business rescue, the critical thing will be a buy-in when it comes to their packages and also whether the government doesn't have money to eat as part of the starting capital for a better and leaner FAA. But yes, so far we've seen the unions have managed to win most of the battles. They've managed to make sure that the company doesn't get to be liquidated, stuff like that. So they're hopeful to win this one as well. And I think the department should at least try to upgrade mm. because, I mean, I think the, the, the proposal talks about starting with 80,000 uh, employees, so they're taking almost over 3,600. And if people have capabilities and experience in the aviation industry, there's no much uh, space for them to go and look for work anywhere else because the industry anyway is bleeding. Yeah. Yo, Marco, I, I don't know, man. I don't know when it comes to this SAA story. And uh, I mean, on the other hand, there's the Airlink uh, a story and uh, the push to have the entity liquidated, which failed in the courts yesterday. Uh, what are the prospects of this new airline? I mean, uh, let's just maybe place this into global context for, for a second. I mean, I've, I've been seeing news coming through of the likes of Lufthansa and many others uh, who are also finding themselves, albeit under different conditions, uh, looking for some form of new life and uh, some form of relief and reinvigoration. Uh, and it seems that whatever entity might come out of this situation is probably going to be a lot smaller than what we've become accustomed to. Some people saying it might only have a thousand employees. What is the prospect of whatever comes out of this, whatever a phoenix rises out from the ashes of SAA, uh, uh, what are the prospects of it being able to, one, gain some sizable market share uh, and hopefully in the future might maybe employ some of these people back? It's not going to be an easy one for them, you know, especially because their strategy is to start locally. And locally, we know there's already competition for them. And now they're after the intent going regionally. Regionally, you know, we've got the likes of the Ethiopian Airways, Kenya Airways, a serious competition, and internationally, it's even worse. Because how do you compete with the likes of Emirates? And mm. everyone is crying. Look at Qantas, the biggest airline in Australia as well. They're also in trouble. So I don't think it's going to be a very easy one for the fact that other airlines are in trouble because of the lockdown. But SAA has been 
having this compounded problem. So I don't think it's going to be very, very easy for them. Whoever's going to be buying into it, whether they're going to be a strategic partner to the department, mm. they definitely need some deep, deep pockets. Yo, Markwe, I guess uh, oh. we'll have to leave it there, my brother, on that, um, I guess, sobering point, because uh, uh, all of these things are never neat, never easy. And a big thank you there to Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers.